Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Cherson Susell here with my co-host, Michaela Perkins. Hi! And Frank Andretti Sanders uh, making his Phoenix Sports <laughs> Podcast debut. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this is Frank's first show. Frankie, yeah. how y'all doing? I'm glad you took. Glad to have you. Time well, off. Such a star, the uh, the uh, the winner of the PHNX Italian Open. At what do you call those? Go kart, go kart race. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, go kart. I just I like, had a, a brain fart there. I was like, what did we just drive yesterday? So <laughs> we were out at Octane, Octane mm-hmm. out in Scottsdale. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us out there. We had an absolute blast. And go figure, the former NFL star. <laughs> Was the winner? I feel like that's rigged. <laughs> no, it's not rigged. It's just awesome, awesomeness over here. That's Frank, all. are you one of those people that just doesn't lose at anything? Uh, yeah. Well, when I put my mind to it, I just want to say uh, <laughs> it's hard to lose when I put my mind to it. And the guys were talking so much trash that I just felt like I had to put my mind to it. And uh, and I just came up, you know, with a couple of dubs on on the table. That's all. I, my goal was, I, I knew I wasn't going to win, but I was attempting to box you out when you were trying to pass me at times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I got flagged for it. I know, yeah. She's, <laughs> lady stood with a fat sign, please move over, please move over. Like, I was I was going to bump her, but it was Cheerson. I really didn't want to do that to you. I was like, you know, and then I got into a spot where it was Sean passed me up, and I was like, you know what, look what he just did. The competition did. just yeah, took competition over. Yeah, competition took over, but what he did, he did, he did a file because I was trying to be nice and typically i could have just bumped you and then and slid in between and then drafted away on in but after that moment he he cut he he didn't get in line with us to let to allow what you was doing nice to let me over you got over to let me in and then he he sped up through the through the crease and i was like look at this mofo i'm about to go get him and then i ran him down that's all it is you know just i don't know i still feel like it's rigged What's rigged? You You're a professional athlete. You're no, going to be good at all that mind stuff. Is this, like, no. this voodoo mindset that we just don't even know how to tap into. No, it's not that. Like, I, like when it comes to that, honestly, I've, I haven't been to Octane in probably about five to six years. And there's something about it that you said, Kay, when you was driving, you said, I'm getting ready to you know, try drip, uh, drifting and, and mm-hmm. Tokyo drift kind of mentality a little bit. Yeah. And you really got to kind of be, you got to be hard on the gas pedal and tapping the brakes with never really letting it Is that how you drive a golf cart when you're out? No, 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 golf carts. (laughs) No, golf carts are different. But in reality, you know, that's, I did learn that. And that's how you you have to drive with your foot on the gas pedal and you tap the brakes. You never really give off. There is no, this is not a car. This is, it's just drifting and sliding and, and controlling your muscles to, to make the turns. And so you kind of gauge that with the speed going. So that's kind of, I never really let off on the gas pedal, not once. Only okay. when I got behind you, I kind of slowed down a little bit. But <laughs> outside of that, that's that's what I learned driving that way. And so, but when I'm in a golf cart or a cart, no, I just, that that's a whole different kind of mindset. Okay. You're I Frank, not Speedo. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm Frank then, not Speedo. <laughs> Correct. Uh, well, thanks again to Octane for having us out. We did have a blast. Uh, big game tonight out in Dallas. Suns uh, taking on the Mavs for game three on Chris Paul's 37th birthday. Jeez, he's an old. old man. <laughs> he's old. He, you know what's funny about it? When you say an old man, he actually, when you think about as much basketball he's played, how many teams he's been on, how relevant his name has been over the last 10 years or so, it just, it does seem like he's an elder statesman and an old man. 
and yet 37 to me seems young. I know. There's there's twofold there's two things to it. A, he's, it seems like he's been in the league forever and he's not showing any signs of slowing down. No. So that's amazing. The other side of it is covering sports. Um, you get to an age, like when I was in my early 20s, I did think that like 37 was you are halfway into your grave. Like <laughs> you've got no life left, uh, you know, hanging out at the retirement center. And now that I am uh, in my 30s, I realized I was like, why are we what? calling all these people ancient, like 34, 35, 36, 37? It's like they're young, but not in professional sports terms. No, you guys are old. <laughs> just uh, kidding. We're older. 37 just, is 12 years away from me. That's crazy. Wow. It just wait until uh, the years start coming and they don't start coming because that's what? how it is. I'm wow. a baby, Frank. Did you not know that? Yeah, but I mean, you just when you say it, it's just kind of like when you say that's 12 years away from you. And yet... Chris is doing something he loves at an elite level with the best athletes on the planet. And then you're doing something you love with the best crew and people on in your timeline on the planet. So I think that's just, that's the beauty of sports. You I know, think. I, I'm going to take that as a compliment Very to me so. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Frank. Absolutely. I <laughs> yeah, Chris is only a year older than me. Yeah, you think about it. Like you guys, like players, you know, when you decide to get into this field, you know, I've, I've, I played sports starting at the age of actual organized sports at the age of six. And so, and by the time I retire in sports, I left the game at, at the age of 32. You know, you're talking about 20 plus years of me doing my thing mm -hmm. in sports, 26 years of doing it in sports. So now you guys are at a stage where just like he started young and God was able to get into his field, you guys are doing the same thing. You just gotta, you know, you just get to see an elder statesman doing it at his level. And once the body says that's it, that's the only thing about sports. The body says that's it, but you guys, your, 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 your gig never says that it until you just can't remember lines and read teleprompters you're like that's, <laughs> that's 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 right that's what you never look forward to right no and athletes no. like man if my body can hold up i gotta I can at least get another contract out of these suckers yes suckers <laughs> <laughs> well I, I don't know that i necessarily have much of a prediction for tonight's game i think that overall the suns i'm rooting for a sweep here um, what I'm not rooting for is the 54 fouls that were called last game. I don't want to see a game like that again. Atrocious. That was so freaking bad and hard to watch. It was like they called like three offensive fouls in a row in like a matter of like just like no time at all. It was like stretches like that that you, that's like unheard of. They were just calling fouls left and right, but then like, but then like the teams were like, okay, they're calling fouls, so let's just be the most. And it went both ways. Like, let's over exaggerate everything even more. Yeah, they were flopping so they were hard out there. So it, it just flopping like fish. It ruined the game. It ruined <laughs> the game for everybody. Yeah, it was awful. I hated watching that game. It was the pace of play was so slow because every other freaking second there was a whistle. It was awful. And I know that you thought it went both ways, but I thought the refs were being especially ridiculous with the Suns. And it de they definitely were a lot of fouls. Well, no, but... I think Chris Paul was flopping is what I'm saying. Like, both teams started to the uh, the theatrics. I yeah. mean, that exists anyway in basketball, but... Let me ask you ladies this, because I watch, you watch one game, and you watch the Warriors and, and Golden State, and it's a fight. Like, it's a, it's a yeah. brawl. There's blood. There's guys getting swiped across face, dragged on the ground. You're talking about ticky-touch fouls from the... Suns and well, the Mavs game. So do you think that the Suns are just that good that the refs got to make it e equal by calling these fouls because they're just that good playing against Dallas. And Dallas, they beat Dallas the last, what, 10 straight games in a row. So when you look at it from that perspective, you got to say, like, that the team that the Suns are that much better. They have not – they've been – they've Monty Williams had many times to criticize the referees from the – the lack of calls that they've been getting compared to yeah, other teams, there even was in the New Orleans Whatever game, game it was in, in their first round series against New Orleans, right. there was a game that was like the disparity could not be argued. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. But I would say I, I think they're pretty even. Um, where are we at? What day is it? When did they play last? Uh, Wednesday? Yeah. They're, the teams are pretty even in terms of like, I, like, I don't think it was. I just think they're being like blowing the whistle way too too much just in the entire game on when it came to both teams. So, like, I, I think it's just like a game-by-game game and, like, mm -hmm. officiating crew by officiating crew basis, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. well, Mike Mars asked, was Scott Foster refing? No, he wasn't. Thank God. Um, it probably would have been worse if he was. He also is not refing tonight's game either. It is confirmed that we are not plagued with the awful human being that is Scott Foster. Um, so maybe the the Suns actually might win tonight because Scott Foster isn't there to egregiously foul the Suns unfairly. 
Well, on the same night, um, you could certainly pose the question, it has been posed, if uh, Wednesday was the worst day of officiating in Arizona sports history because Mad Bum had an interesting situation where he got ejected from a game. Um, We have a video. Can we talk underneath the video or do we have to wait? Can't talk. All right, play the video. So there's like a call. I mean, he doesn't even look at his hand though. <laughs> like that, there's no way you're gonna referee and never look at the guy's <laughs> hand to find pine tar. That's why was that Dude, so weird? Why? Okay, so oh the story is okay. So we showed you the video. If if you're not if you're not looking at it, so basically. Uh, Dude comes, checks Mad Bum's hand out for any sticky substances. Instead of like, he's like touching his hand and staring into Mad Bum's eyes or his soul via his eyes, pretty much is what it looked like. It was the most awkward situation of all time. And Mad Bum, of all people, that's not somebody, something that you pull with a guy like Mad Bum. He was having no part in it. Ended up getting ejected because it pissed him off. But what are you doing? Uh, that was so unnecessary. The referee's name's Dan Blino, and I know this because he's on my shit list. Um, like he did it on purpose. Like he was instigating Madbum, and I don't know why because Madbum after the game said, talking to reporters, he's never had an issue with that umpire before. So for whatever reason, Dan Blino woke up and chose to be an asshole that morning and was like, you know what? Today's a good day to piss off Madison Bumgarner. And he just went up there like looking to check Mad Bum's hand for sticky substance, which is something they have to do now to the new league rules. And he didn't even take like a two seconds to look at his hand. He was literally just like staring into Mad Bum's soul, rubbing his hand in a really awkward way. And he did it on purpose. He was trying to get a reaction out of Mad Bum. And that's exactly what he got because Mad Bum said some words to him and he got ejected after the first inning of of baseball and it was just like it was so maddening to watch because i mean personally i feel like dan bleeder needs to be addressed by the league like a fine like something needs to be said to him because that was egregious like he was specifically trying to piss mad bum off and it it wasn't necessary at all it's not like mad bum i mean i think he was upset the article said he mad bum got frustrated because of how he was calling balls and strikes and he thought his strike zone was awful so i think he did that as like an ego thing like a pissing match like if you're going to complain about my Strike zone, I'm going to eject you from the game. My question is, I, I, now, this is me now being a conspiracy theorist. You know, I always got these conspiracies. <laughs> you know, I'm always thinking that someone's... Yes, it's Arizona against the world. Yes, because it's shady on, it's shady in a lot of ways. And I so I wonder these questions now. Mm. Because, yes, I agree that he should be addressed with the league because it was shady. Like, the guy, every pitcher has the right to look at the umpire and say, man, look, you gave me one call. You didn't give me that. I gave you the same pitch, and then you didn't it's make that call. It's a part of the call. game. Yeah, but I know, like, but we're supposed to have a relationship. No, that's a part of the that, game. But that's the part. Yeah. We're supposed to, that, right. We're supposed to have a type of relationship. So now I got to start thinking about what was the over-under? <laughs> what was the over? No, now I'm talking about what was the over under? What was it? Like, dude, that, that's me now. I got to go to odds makers now in that game because now I've got to think because that's my that's my ace dog on the on the mound, and so if he's pitching, there's a good chance we can win, and we have a very good chance of winning. But yeah. now if you get him out of the game on some shenanigans, that to me says now who's calling? Now what did you have a did, did now did Mr. Blue have a bet? Mm. On the back end, this is that real FBI bull. You got to really <laughs> call for an investigation. Is there an over under on because, foul calling the amounts of fouls that are called in a game? Because well, then you saying, could pose the question to uh, to the officials for game two as well with the Suns. I just I just think it should be to a position where, and I that's what I always view that the referees and even when it comes to basketball is controlling the game. Yeah, and yeah. controlling the the numbers. That's why I go. That's why I told you about conspiracy. Is the reason why the the Suns are getting such it's it's so opposite of the spectrum on calls, and we don't have dirty guys, like we don't have a, a uh, we don't have a dirty guy on our team, a Dennis Rodman guy or a Green over over in Golden State. We don't have that on our team. I mean, Crowder has a notation for saying he can get a little physical and chatty, but that's about it. These guys are chatty. No one's throwing a blow. No Suns guy's gonna throw a blow. Yeah. I mean, maybe like throw a leg up. And- I mean, right, but no one's going. No one's going to throw. A, no one's going to throw a blow. So that's why I got to wonder now: is the reason why? What, what was the over under on that moment when it came to Madison? Because there's no reason to get get rid of this guy. No reason to check his hand, and no reason to figure like, you know what? Now I'm going to pull my card, my umpire card, because I can check your hand because I can. Oh, I have no time to to entertain power trips whatsoever. It was and a power it, trip. It, yeah, I have no no time for that. Hi, Chris. 
How you doing? Hi, Hi Chris. Hi, up? Giselle. What's up? What's up, fam? Um, yeah, it was. So yeah, it was bad. In, in over overall, that might have been like one of the worst nights because you had both of those games going on and events going on within the games with officiating. It, it, I, I can't think of a, a time where I could think of something because was worse in Arizona sports history. So yeah, we'll go ahead and cr- go ahead and crown that and hope it never happens again. Seriously, hope. yeah, right. Thank God, figure it out, refs. You're making it awful for us. <laughs> Okay, so Chris Paul, Larry Fitzgerald, Kelvin Beecham, investing in a sports team. Going to get to that in a second. But first, I'm going to talk about our partners, OGs, which I recently started tapping into. (laughs) Uh, It's a game changer for me. You know, like it is a it. I did not realize how relaxing it can be. So uh, thank you to OGs for being our partners because it opened my eyes to a whole new experience. Uh, (laughs) If you uh, stop by your local dispensary, grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies. Uh, They also released their three milligram microdose, which you can pick up as well. Uh, If you don't want to dive right into their regular 10 milligram gummies, Um, it already launched. um, So should be out in stores if you're looking for that. Um, they've got amazing flavors like orange creamsicle, tropical, watermelon. They're all delicious. Orange creamsicle goes so hard. My favorite. <laughs> I, I can't go wrong with any sort of, of, of gummy of any sort. So I like all the flavors. Um, if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, you can go to ogsbrands.com. That is ogsbrands.com to find, uh, a store that carries it near you. Okay. All right, so Chris Paul, Larry Fitzgerald, Kelvin Beecham, uh, they are investing in a cricket team. A cr- like in an the, English cricket team? In the, I I think it was like the Indian something league, IPL. Indian Let Premier. me pull up. Indian Premier League. Good job. Yep. You know that? Uh, yeah. Well, you know of the Indian Premier League, Frank? I did a little research, you know oh. what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> He's trying to I invest you. Research. Adam, do the investor group. Chris Paul, we got you. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm trying to figure out how to get, be a part of that, man. Look, that's, uh, it's the Indian Premier League. It's a cricket league. It has 10, you know, uh, 10 teams, and um, it's uh, it's an uh, interesting league. I had to dive into it because once I saw that, we were going to talk about it. I had to dive into the conversations and the pieces that, you know, how does a player, why were these guys – pick up cricket, why would they want to invest in a cricket? How important is What'd it is to the overall What Well, I mean, it's uh, it's actually about, it's the actual league is worth about $62 billion. They, in, they generated about six, $6.2, $6.2 billion in revenue. Um, wow. In, uh, in 2020, and that's just all through Google. Um, it is a, uh, to invest in the league, you got to go through a particular partner partnership. There is the Boston something based company that yeah. kind of Boston based company that does investments in that area, and some guys have linked up with that Boston based company yeah. to to get involved in that. They invested two hundred million dollars into their part of being a part owner of taking of the Dang. team, the Royals. Yeah, um, so the Royals is the team. It's uh, I didn't find out how much uh, Chris did on his birthday, but uh, I would like to know what would it take that for the, all three of those guys to. To get involved, and who do they reach out to for that standpoint to get involved? But why cricket, though? Yeah, I know. That's what I was like. like I feel like that's such a random thing to well, invest. Well, according in. to Larry Fitzgerald, India has a passionate sports culture, and he is excited to invest in one of the most sought-after teams in the country. So uh, maybe it's just like a really big thing that we don't observe here in the U.S. But like, if you're cultured, you understand that it's like a huge sport in India. I guess I'm two billion sure. people. Uh, the actual the ratings though went up twenty three percent. Last year was one of the things I found out as well. That's the reason why like it's it's such a hot commodity right now to be a part of that. Um, but just to be but but have to have American um, the backing of the conversation of having American athletes, professional athletes, former or current, to be involved in it has to mean something to um, not just the in, not just the individual in his portfolio and his net worth, but just the idea that. Uh, you, you're you're trying to create this market where now cricket becomes something huge in America. You have to. I was wondering if there was like a tie to that, if they were then going to try and introduce it to the U.S. Because we obviously don't play it over here. I have played it before. You have? Yeah. yeah. When I was growing up, I had hmm. neighbors that were from India and they would we I lived in like a kind of like a cul-de-sac and they would they would come out and they would play. So there was a few times I'd be like, can I play? And I was little. Um, but I do remember like holding the the. I don't know if they call it a bat, um, but what we would call a bat 
Uh, and it was heavy. Yeah, they're they're flat too, right? Yeah, it's yes. like a paddle. So when we were little, so I, I think I we was watching the Phoenix Open, and aren't they building a stadium, a cricket facility? What? Um, uh, right, be right, not not that far from, like in Scottsdale. Really, they they're building, building a, a cricket facility I thought they was in building Scottsdale. A cricket facility in Scottsdale. Ramon talks about cricket's huge all over the world, and I'm not a hundred, but I'm. I, I would agree with that. I mean, just you're talking about a society in India that literally has, you know, population-wise, is the top in the world in, in regards to what's on the on its continent. But re, that, to me, in itself, though, I just googled what? it. It Said crickets are common are a common insect in the Phoenix Valley. Arizona is home to three <laughs> abundant species of crickets. I found nothing about the sport. Well, <laughs> that just shows you where we are with the sport in America. <laughs> All right. So, if you guys were to invest in any sport, because cricket seems a little random to me, what sport would it be? If I could be an investor of a sports team, I would a thousand percent be like the lead investor to bring a major league baseball team to Nashville. I want Nashville to get a MLB team so bad. So I would invest in Major League Baseball, which is probably a horrible idea because Major League Baseball is not doing great right now money-wise. Um, but I would really want to bring the team to Nashville. They're talking about it. Nashville's on the list for expansion cities. And um, I think a baseball team would do really good there. They already have a AAA team there that does pretty well. So I would want to be like the lead investor or like the lead, like most money contributor to bringing a team to Nashville. Okay. <laughs> They could use one. Me? Uh, yeah. Well, I really like the sport of pickleball. I am oh like my a huge gosh. fan. And so <laughs> if I were to invest, I would um I would love to like own I guess pickleball doesn't like I don't really have like teams. It's just like it's like singles. Do you play and pickleball? Do you play it? I mean in my free time, yeah. You do? Yeah. She's like really into it. Really? Yeah, I love pickleball. Man. It's great. <laughs> I'm looking, what would I, uh, you compare that to in, in sport? It's a mix between tennis. table tennis and tennis. But you use a paddle. Okay. Uh, the court's smaller. The net's smaller. Um, like the whole thing is smaller. So it's a condensed version. So you're not – and then you hit like a like a wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got a paddle. It's so fun. And I, um, I uh, recently have had a need for a new partner. Um no longer have the partner that I used to play with. So, mm-hmm. uh, Frank, if you ever want to play, let me know. <laughs> coach me up, Coach. I need to be taught how to play pickleball. Oh, my pickleball. God. You two on a pickleball court would be comedy. <laughs> Look, I agree with that 100%. But you know I'm going to turn it up and smash somebody's emotions. I know nothing like, about pickleball, but I would go just to watch you two play. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me know. Look, I look forward to it. Okay, yeah, what I, team would you invest in? I would A team, I think me and Ramon, we're, we're probably going to, Take an NFL team. It's just too easy to ride that wave just for a long time. I mean, it's just the money's too good. It's one of the number one sports in 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 the United States, but it's also becoming a global game. And if they wanted to make it really global, they could. And I think yeah. that that's something with the idea of investing and sending players out to go train and teach, and then start a grassroots from the from the youth programs because you have to play football. You it's the best football players are typically the ones that figure it out at a young age and then as they get into high school and other sports they kind of transition very well of course some of the most athletic ones don't take as long because a basketball guy transferring into being a tight end that's kind of it's not it's not easy but it's it's something that he can do because he's always going to be bigger than the strong safeties and for the most part or dbs that he's facing so um but i the nfl i mean i'm just i'm i, I like what it brings to the table i like how it brings families together um, I wish we would do more in the area where we're expanding um, to allow other people, like female female football athletes. Uh, the lingerie league is pretty; it's a sexy league. That still exists. It does. That's still a thing. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> Rick wouldn't know. I, would know. <laughs> I did no. not know that still existed. No, but I mean, it's. Uh, but they're trying to. They should be able to evolve that mm. because there are women that really can play football and really want to play football, but they should be able to do it at their level with their skill sets and allow them to play amongst themselves and to go harder in the paint like they do. Like the WNBA is the best league in women's basketball, right? So mm-hmm. and if you try to transition and mix that up, co-editing it in the NBA and the WNBA, that'd be a challenge. I just but got so you, ticked off that this freaking exists still. What, the lingerie league? Yes. Are you kidding me? Come on. Look, it's they, 2022. How is this still a thing? No, Come it, on. They ball, but, like, when you, but if you watch, like, just don't look at the, I mean. If, well, why can't that just be it? 
Why do I have to say, oh, like, let me, oh, don't, uh, let me, uh, let me not see this so I could just see how they're playing. Like, why can't they just wear normal freaking clothes? They do have on normal. It's just, they just look better in it than players. I'm sure they're beautiful anyways. Why can't we just like, you know, like like, tone it down? They look great anyway. Like just watching, like, I mean, there's some, there's a lot of great looking um, (laughs) football players out there, but they just, they, they have a little bit more clothing on that's all and i'm pretty sure there's some women that don't need all that clothing when it comes to some of the the men football figures out there but just back to the the pure athleticism of the game they go hard in the paint they tackle they throw each other down it's serious people get hurt it's all of the all of those those things as well i'm gonna invest in shutting down the lingerie there you go (laughs) 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 it's not that lingerie it's they have on. I just show, I just pulled it up a picture. It's pretty bad. It's yeah. Yeah. Pull up. I missed it. No, Frank, I'm Frank. I'm just, <laughs> knock it lying. off. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of investing, Mikhail Bridges investing his time, mm. his efforts, his talents into a basketball career. But when that is all done, Mikhail Bridges just enlightened us to the fact that he would like to be a second grade school teacher. So. Hmm. I am. Does anyone like have that, better though. eyes than I do that yeah. can read the original tweet? The original tweet was basically just saying if Mikhail wasn't hooping, he would be the type of teacher that would do a handshake with all of his students. And then Mikhail retweeted or quote tweeted and said, "That's literally me when I'm done hooping." LOL. So he said that he's going to be a teacher. So somebody asked then, like, which class, and he said he'd teach second grade. Could you picture Mikhail Bridges being a second grade? Teacher? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He would be amazing at that. All the kids would love him. He would have a handshake with all of him, like he said he would. He would be the best personality. Like, that would be the teacher that you would want. Like, everybody would be fighting for to get into their class. And when you saw your name on, like, their class sheet, you would freak out because you got the teacher you wanted. And then, yeah. I remember just, that. Yeah. Like, you would find out <laughs> who your teacher was because they would put your name, like, yes. on the sheet. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, the little kids that saw Mikhail Bridges as their teacher would freak out and be super excited about it. I mean, he, I feel like he would just make class fun. Like, you would actually want to go to school. I, I agree with you 100%. His personality is just not superstar personality. He seems like a guy I grind, I work, I got myself to this position. I'm just as cool and chill as everybody else. I'm not overlooking the moment, but I am preparing for the next moment. And he does seem like he's the guy that you would definitely love to be have, have as a teacher, without a doubt. Him yeah. and me. He's like, I hold him to like a high standard of like, Sweet and innocence. Yeah. So, Sweet baby Mikhail. I'm sure he is not like an angel baby, but that's how I perceive him. And no, I think he's he'd be a great not. school teacher. The yeah, goon in the comments would. saying he would go back to school for that. I too would go back to school <laughs> for that. Um Max says if Mikhail Bridges was my second grade teacher, I would be way cooler than I am right now. Yeah. Like he's gonna yeah. give those kids so much confidence, so much swag. They're gonna leave the second grade class feeling like a million bucks every day. Confidence through the roof. <laughs> and I think they that he would actually be the handshake teacher, too. Yeah, yeah, you have to be. Well, I look at him, like I say, he's not the superstar guy who's always been that guy. He's been the guy that's always been, I want to work my butt off. I'm going to prove you guys wrong. And then I think he probably hit a good growth spurt, and it just, mm-hmm. and it all came together. Like, not every athlete has always been the greatest athlete his entire lifetime. But at some moment, just like in, 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 in any lot of fields in our lives, it actually begins to, it actually begins to transcend us into that next wave and that next phase of either fame, stardom, or just being better at our craft. And I think he's one of those guys. So, plus his his attitude is very positive. Mm-hmm. Like he has like a I mean he's gonna have seventy million dollars being a second grade teacher. So his thirty five thousand or forty five thousand check ain't gonna mean as much. So, but when he comes to work, the power to influence and the power to inspire would be something that he realized maybe somebody changed his life and talked to him and inspired him. And now he's Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. Uh, Josh says Mikhail could use the entire chalkboard without walking around. His wingspan is ridiculous. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Okay, that was a good one. That was a what good one. Hand- what if he was ambidextrous? Also speaks to his personality. Like, not like I don't have the patience to be a second grade teacher. No. So the fact that oh. Mikhail, as an NBA player, was like, Yo, that's me. I would love that. Like, I want to teach second grade. Like, I I would not have the patience to be able to do that in yeah. any life. No. Patience of a saint. Teachers are underappreciated, underpaid, and I don't know how they do it because there's not a 
enough money in the world you could pay me to hang out with second graders all day. I would rather die. <laughs> second graders got to be the good. Between second and fourth grade or second. That's and, the good. That's got to be the like, best time. Yeah. It's got to be like the best time. Like I heard what? third grade's really bad. Like someone in the comments of that Mikhail tweet said that first grade's the best and third grade is a nightmare. I can, I'm not going to What lie. happens between first and third? What is the, what's the age? I think there? third grade is like that awkward preteen years. I think in third grade, you're hitting like that, like 10 to like, right? I thought you were 10 in like fifth grade. Six, seven, eight. You go to school at what age? Six? I don't know. I don't know what? anything about six. children. <laughs> it's I just been a while for me. Awkward. I have none of my own. So yeah, I don't know. I remember me in third grade, I had 10 D's my third grade year. Frank, what are you doing, How do you Frank? do that in third grade? It's class. like shapes and shit. I was a sly. I was a class clown. I was a clown. I mean, I, I told so many jokes. I got in so many <laughs> troubles. My mom and dad would come up to the school all the time, and my mom walked down the hallway with a belt in her hand, like, <gasps> and walk, opened the door with the belt right in her hand, like, where is he? And there was a bath. There was adjoining rooms. Swear to God, there was adjoining rooms. I love my mom. Adjoining rooms. <laughs> and, um, and so she would take me in the bath, and all you hear is, psh, 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 psh. and then I would come out, and then she'd say, he'll be fine for the rest of the day. <laughs> And then I would be, oh. <laughs> swear to God. Oh <laughs> my no God. Games. And then I was when it was legal. You got, yeah, y'all don't remember paddles and stuff like that. You're, you're a little too young for that. Oh, no, no, no. the soft no, generation. No, 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 no. You put it depends your on, on your parents. Desk. No, not parents, but principals. Principals oh, I did go to, to a school to where you. they had, yeah. per, uh, you, the parents had to give the school permission. permission. It was yep. a private school, but it existed. My parents were like, okay, yeah. like I'll discipline them. I don't want anyone else like touching my child like that. But yeah. I agree with Mark. Sixth grade is probably, I mean, once you transition yeah. to middle school and you got to kind of find your way out, you're still the, the bottom end of the barrel because seventh and eighth graders are supposed to be the cool kids. But I mean, you could really be like, you know, really just. I was a terror in probably sixth and beyond. I was the teacher's pet. Sly has such a love for Harbaugh. Yeah, it's I'll really just weird. say his name just for you, Sly <laughs> Harbaugh. Uh, I'll say his what's name. What's the obsession with Harbaugh? He here? loves him, man. He wants him to be a coach. He wants him to know. come to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. He wants him to coach the basketball team as well and the baseball team. All three. He could probably do all. But he loves Harbaugh. He thinks he's uh, his formula, his his <laughs> his mentality, his his process of being a coach gets guys to a place of. Uh, Lead, uh, championship. Interesting. Dagoon saying that you thinks your he thinks your parents went to the same parenting school because uh, his mom came at him like Mike Tyson. Oh my god! <laughs> for real, for real. Like my mom playing no games, man. They, they came and saw me. I got once I got out of the third grade, I was great. After that, I mean, but I don't know. I went through like a real period of just being a class clown, and I wasn't like I didn't think I was funny, but they did, and so if they thought I was funny. Jokes on us. Let's go. <laughs> jokes are us right now. But I was like, like Toys Are Us. I was Jokes Are Us. You can, you could always find a joke with me. So it was all, it was all good though. This will be a shock to nobody, but I got straight A's my entire life except for college. But oh, see, I what? Yep, straight A's. What does that even look like? Straight A's. What does that look like? I never got less than a B my entire life, all the way till high school, all the way through high school. I graduated with all A's, four point one GPA. I wish I cared enough. Uh, you know what? I'm almost. I'm with Chirsten in that moment right there. I wish I did. I wish. Like I like actually no. Like I do wish I cared enough because I was the biggest slacker of all time. I was the type of person. I got A's and B's, but I was the type of person that would do some like do like a project that I should have been working on for like a like three months, and I would do it the night before, or like I wouldn't pay attention to anything, and then all of a sudden I, I had a test that I crammed for the night before, and I somehow still got an A, and people were like what like but i it was a's and b's now had i applied myself and really cared well, my life might be different um, hey i got all a's and i still went to arizona state so i think we're in the same boat <laughs> oh you went to the journalism school that's like a totally different that's, look that's but at the end of the day i mean you, you guys are still you figure something out and you figure out what you love and i think that's the process like that is you know if you if you both ended up in the same room right now straight a's and now like you know or c's i mean look well, Max says Arizona State innovating their way to make Mac get bees. <laughs> Listen, college college came at me like a truck. I was not prepared. Um, I also I got all A's and B's in college, and I got one C. I actually got a C in microeconomics because for whatever reason they decided to force sports journalism majors to take 
microeconomics class. And I, it was a three hour class one time a week. It was the worst class of my entire life. And I actually got a D in the class, but I cried my eyes out in my professor's office and begged her to pass me and give me a C. And I think she just felt so bad. She gave me a C. So I technically got a D, but I got a C in microeconomics. And that's the only C I've ever gotten in my life. Talk about people that have way too much control. Teachers can have way too much control too. Good and bad. Good and bad. Yeah, for sure. Definitely mm. agree. <laughs> yeah, they can. Oh, I teach college courses. You know. You I am aware. I, I'm not one of those people, but I'm aware of the, the possibility of that. <laughs> Matt got that A in boozing. <laughs> you would know, Max. <laughs> Max and I went to college together. <laughs> and uh, Was that the change? What? When you got to ASU, you start partying, start realizing like I'm a woman, I'm growing up, and booze is here. Or were you uh you couldn't have been a you couldn't have been a straight A student in high school boozing. Nah. No, I mean I, I partied Shame a little bit you. in high school, but I think like I worked so hard in high school because like I knew that I had to pay for myself to go to college, so I really needed scholarships. Mm-hmm. So I just worked so hard to get those scholarships. And then once I finally got to college, I was like, Oh my god, I made it. And I only had to maintain like a certain GPA to like keep my scholarship year after year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, as long as I keep it above the line, I'm fine. I'll let myself loose a little bit, have a little fun. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Mm. Love ASU. Love it. Although it's pretty bad that I got A's and B's at ASU. I feel like that's hard to do. Like, if you're not getting all A's at ASU, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's ASU. It's like it's Harvard. It's, there's <laughs> a lot hard. of It's hard off, at ASU. The journalism school yeah, the journalism is school. difficult. Like, and you have to, it's like, you're doing more than just, like, taking tests. You're, like, going out and doing packages and, like, doing, you're the new, like, the bureau and stuff like that. Like, that can be difficult. Yeah. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. It's okay. It's all good. Well, you made it here. We're here. We're here now. (laughs) And someone's paying us for whatever grades we had at that moment. So appreciate that, people. (laughs) Sucking. (laughs) Saul and Espo, thank you for not requiring us to have a 4.7 GPA. Right. (laughs) It's pretty easy. Love it. All right, well, hey, the NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly, so you win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the second round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. The good things about the DraftKings Sportsbook app is they pretty much always have a promo going on. Mm-hmm. You just have to like find the right one to latch on to. Um, and they're like you can make some serious money based off these promos. So um, awesome as always. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the second round of the playoffs to get $150 in free bets instantly. That's, again, using that promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. As always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. I have not hosted a show in, like, Five months, but you know what? I just feel like it's like riding a you bike. Did. Feels pretty good, it. guys. You Feels crushed pretty that. Good. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you're reading it about me. I know that. Uh, all right, well, we talked about the Suns. How about the Merc with the season Ooh. opener tonight? Shout out to the Mercury. Shout out to the Merc. I'm super excited. What are you most excited about for this season? Because there's also oh, some gosh. things to not be excited about. Yeah, I mean, definitely the season, this offseason has been super interesting with everything that's been going on with their coaching change and then Brittany Griner in Russia. But I'm really excited for the season. I love the WNBA. I love going to games. I got to work for the Mercury for three seasons. So I love that team. I'm a diehard Mercury fan. Um, Diana Taurasi is the GOAT. Sorry. Greatest of all time ever. There's no other name even close to the conversation. So just getting to watch her ball out and hoop again. I'm really excited to see um, the team that they put together with their offseason acquisitions. Diamond Shields is here now. She just got here from, well, didn't just get here, but she came over from the sky. And um, Skylar Jenkins-Smith is like my favorite WNBA player. So I'm excited to watch them hoop. Yeah, she's a great color commentator, too. So as soon as her playing career is done, she should definitely get into broadcasting. She's so good at it. Um, But yeah, I'm just excited to see this team. I really do think that they have potential to go another deep playoff run. Um, Their new head coach is going to be a little interesting. I definitely am sad that Sandy's not coaching this team anymore because I thought she was awesome. 
So um, it'll be interesting to see what Vanessa does with her team now. Um, she doesn't have a lot of experience coaching the WNBA, so it'll be interesting to see how she kind of can make this roster work. And um, Sam Thomas, my freaking girl, I'm obsessed obsessed with sam thomas she just graduated from university of arizona she was on the phnx wildcats podcast yes today. she was on the phnx wildcats show so if you missed her interview go check it out she went undrafted they signed her to a training camp like contract she did so good she made the final roster and she's from um, obviously she went to school in arizona so she is a queen she is probably one of my favorite athletes i've ever had a chance to talk to so i'm super excited to watch her ball out and i hope she does so good because she's an amazing human being so lots to look forward to i'm also a little partial to diamond to shield i was super stoked when they picked her up um so when she gets on the court i'll be excited to see her play here because i covered her at tennessee um, and, you know, covered her through, you know, many postseason games and things like that. And, um, you know, just love to watch her play. So I was excited when, when they, when they picked her up. So the team looks a little different this year. Lots of players to be excited about. We shall see about the head coach. It's just an interesting dynamic. And, um, I know for me, I can't think about the Mercury without thinking about Brittany, Brittany Griner. So I hope that, um, you know, it, it's hard cause you're like, well, you don't want to, continue to talk about that but then like you're like no but like how do we how do you not like I almost feel insensitive by saying like oh we should just focus on like the team obviously I'm not playing so like I don't have to have that mindset but I, I think what their what their mindset is is like we have a job to do that's hard to do yeah when you're without Griner and, and her situation is still sort of uh you know up in the air yeah I agree with you on that that's it's a tough it's a tough scenario um I hope that they resolve that pretty fast because there are some things that this should not be, and it is what it is right now, but it, yeah. this should not be. And yeah. for uh, anybody who travels abroad, this should not be captured by another, unless they're doing something wrong and it looks like it, there was nothing that nothing in that scenario that should be where she should be not here in the United States right now. Yeah, definitely. I think about BG every time, every day I get on Twitter and, you know, they are going to honor her this season by putting a logo on all the WNBA courts, which I think is super special. But on all the courts? All the courts. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Every court will have a W or a BG uh, logo wow. on it. So it's great that they're doing that. But I agree with Frank. She shouldn't even be in that situation. The fact that she's been um, at this point wrongfully detained in Russia because the U.S. government did finally recognize her as a wrongfully detained person abroad um so i think you know it's it's just heartbreaking and i hope that she can get home safely and that the u.s government does everything that they can to bring her home because she should not be there um the fact that a professional athlete one of the best women's professional athletes has been in russia for over 70 days now is just wild to me because you know that if that was any other athlete besides a female athlete if it was lebron james or whoever was in that situation they would have been home by now so i'm really frustrated with whole that whole process and i hope that they can get BG home because um, it's just insane that she's there and it's insane that we haven't been able to make any progress on bringing her back because um, I think the case would be different if it wasn't a woman athlete. Well, if you want to support, it's tough because the Suns are playing a playoff game at the same time uh, as this is going on, but the Mercury are going to play the Las Vegas Aces tonight in their season opener. How about this here? We talked about Chris Paul being 37. Diana's 39. Mm -hmm. Her birthday's June 11th. Be 40. Be 40 playing like so we talking about and we're calling her the goat and how she's still able to get out and do it and get it done um this team is loaded with a bunch of talent and i just i hope to see these guys actually get to that next get to the phase that they win another championship and bring one here again because it's loaded with talent of course you're barring injuries and uh the new adjustment with the new coach that'd be different so hopefully that they're able to pull some out is it possible and i don't know this that diana could be a player's coach can she be a player coach? Not, not I mean, not, I think not, she pretty she much be, already is. Yeah. Like, I think when they're out there on the court, like, when DT is on the court, DT is running the show. Like, that is very much her basketball court. So I feel like when she's out there, she's already going through the motions of coaching her team. Um, you know, when she's in the huddle, she's one of the most vocal person most vocal people in the huddle so I feel like in a lot of ways she is like a coach and girls look up to her like that mm -hmm. I mean when you have the greatest of all time on your team like nobody's not going to pay attention to her or have any regard for what she says because she's literally got to where she is um, and even despite her age she literally just won a gold medal so right? <laughs> she's great I mean it's crazy yeah yeah insane medals is crazy well you guys mentioned the goat we have a goat shirt 
Hell that is dropping yeah. today, and it it looks incredible. I will be ordering that. It is my Heck favorite yeah. shirt we've ever made. I will go on record saying that it goes so hard. That yeah. is the coolest shirt I've ever seen in my life, and I will definitely be wearing it at some point in the season. That's fire. Love the shirt. That's fire. Also, since I see the logo, don't forget that we do have a Mercury podcast. Yes. So they're going to be broadcasting today. Post-game uh, show. Post-game show. Love the shirt. Valley legend. MVP. Goat. This shirt is incredible. Uh, we all need to add it to our wardrobe. So I'm so excited for that drop today. Uh, also check out that Mercury post-game show as well. Yeah. Um, so Support our ladies. Shout to our team. Yeah. Go, go buy tickets. Go to the games. Watch their games. Support women athletes. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Cardinals because Ooh. we were riding a little high after Hollywood Brown came to the desert. Um, there were talks about the Arizona Cardinals being a true Super Bowl contender, and they still very well could be. But the DeAndre Hopkins suspension, six-game suspension, really put a damper on all things Cardinals-related. Mm-hmm. So he is banned, uh, or he was taking banned substances, um, claims that he didn't know and that he's going to, uh, what's the word? Um, what, what's what's appeal? Not dispute, appeal. He's going he's to appeal, appeal it. Yeah, he was, but then he realized that the rule states you get four games if you get caught with a banned substance and you don't appeal it, it's only four games. But if you appeal it, it becomes six games. So now he's out for six games because. Wait, so because he appealed it? Yep. And they knew for a fact, like they knew that whatever he was taking was banned. And if you appeal it, you get two more games added on to that. So unfortunately, that's where he's at with it. But he thought maybe he thought that what he did was right or wrong or no, not that because he appealed it. You get two other games because if you use a substance that show you tried to cover up what you took. Mm. Okay. Gives you two extra games. And so. now he's saying he's going to appeal that, Well, though? he let it all go. He now he's done. Now? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's he going to take six appeal. games, um, deal with it from that position. Um, and the highest still on the table by Hollywood Brown because we thought we, you know, now we know for a fact that he can become the extra receiver on the left side where D-Hops was playing. Of course, we had um, Antoine Wesley over there as well. But yep. we know for a fact maybe now we can have A.J. Green on the field, then right in the slot. If we're running four, three receiver package like we did last year, then we have Rondell and Zach Ertz, and then we, you know Hollywood Brown can kind of have his own ownership on the other side of the field without having to share that time for the first six games of the season. He can kind of get himself in a good rotation. So um, at the end of the day, people were definitely I was I was not a fan of the the trade of getting uh, Hollywood Brown initially because I thought you know the conversation was we were going to go get one of the top tier receivers in in the game. We went and got Hollywood Brown for a lesser price, which is good, um, and. Then you also get a guy that, you know, Kyler loves. And so that in itself helps the argument of what we would just, I mean, since, since the loss versus the Rams, it's been a dumpster fire. I mean, it really has been. The team has been through a bunch outside of the signing of Cliff Kingsbury and the signing of, you know, Steve Kimes. That was an argument. So was, dude, we, we wrote the news all the way through, all the way throughout the entire offseason and nothing's changed thus far now that D-Hop's not playing. Well, it sounds like you don't think that they need to bring another guy in then. We, we because Des Bryant, yeah. just saying, he's all over the place, all Ooh, over Twitter, all over the radio, <laughs> making his case, saying he wants to come play for the Cardinals, says he likes Kyler Murray's swag, says that it wouldn't be like his the old Des Bryant, but he'd be there to just help. Like I think he said, set an example for work ethic. Just wants to be a part of what's going on here in Arizona. Surprising that that's that's uh. I'm surprised by that because, like, I get it that you like Kyler. I like Kyler. So should I put the same thing out? But I feel like I can be an elder statesman here. I won't be the same guy I used to be. Do you feel that way? I do feel that way. Really? Yes, I do, yes. I think I can get out there and, and build elder statesman. Come on, man. We put need, Frank on the field. Yeah, put me on it. Yeah, I need to do it. I need, I need that now. So <laughs> I think it's the one that I might need my agent again to pull that, pull that conversation up. Des Bryant. Dude's played, like, six games in four years. And so, yeah, we, no, we don't. The argument earlier this offseason was, should we bring AJ back? Mm-hmm. And he's much younger. Still, he's so active. He had 75 catches last year, almost 900 yards with three touchdowns. No, it wasn't the prettiest moment. There was moment. one catch that didn't happen that really kind of put a bad taste in people's mouths. But mouth. damn, one <laughs> catch, 
one well, catch, the, and it, it was wasn't the, way, the last catch. It was catch. the way that he didn't catch the ball. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, we're going to let that one ride. We still had Look seven other shoulder, games AJ. after that. We still had seven other games after that, and we looked like poop. The whole offense looked Good. like poop. I mean, so true. Without him. But I, I just think that it would be – It'd be just too much in the locker room to bring an older guy in that you didn't, you know for a fact it's not going to make the biggest difference. Yeah. yeah. If we're going to bring a player back that hasn't played in a while, I'd rather have Larry Fitzgerald. Or Frank Sanders. Or, or Frank, Frank Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Ideally, Frank Sanders. No. Nah. I mean, <laughs> Frank's been retired a little bit longer. Fitz and Frank, but like, if I really had to pick one, it'd be Frank. Yeah, well, Frank for sure. How long has it been, Frankie? Uh, it's just about a couple years. Okay, just a couple. Just a couple. Just a... Um, ah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, does... I have a lot of concerns about it, but I think Des not playing for so long is just like it goes back to the conversation. Like, I, I just don't think that it, it being in shape is one thing, but being in football shape is another thing. And I don't think adding Des to the wide receiver room would really do much in favor for the Cardinals. I mean, I could be wrong and maybe he's just a freak athlete. And once you've got it, you never lose it. But I just feel like it takes so much to get into football shape. And um, it's been so long so since he's been on the field. At 33 so. years old. And then you've played six games in the past four seasons. I think I have that correct. Frank, playing that position, is that even logical? It's possible. Okay. Um, Jerry Rice played till he was 40. Fitz played till I know, but taking the amount like, of time off that he's yeah, had off. So that, that you, can either, you can either look at it based upon if you watched him work out, you can say that potentially his body is still, his body has, doesn't have as much wear and tear on it as somebody else has. Okay, okay. That's that's an argument you can make. Mm. If he gets up and run a 4-4, four, 4-3-1, four, four, something like that, then you can say, man, he still has speed. Does he have the agility and the quickness to do that? That's that's there too. So you can argue that you, you don't have as much wear and tear, but the mentality now and how well he fits. If they work him out and he looks great and amazing, um, then I'm not going to take away from the ability what he brings to the table he just knows that he's not the number one guy, and he has to know that he's playing basically the same role that AJ would be playing right now. Yeah. Because teams will, don't want to feature a 33 year old guy; they just don't want to feature that. I mean, we got D Hops; he's 29, potentially he's turning 30 soon. So that in itself says he's probably got another maybe two years. How long is his contract? Two years. And so, unless you still see the guy that has the flashes, and the way the offense right now rolls in the NFL. The quarterback has the main purpose. Like, look at him. He's, he's making 20-something million dollars more than the next player. The quarterback is. And so he needs receivers and he needs options. And so the best option is always younger in some areas and a guy that's skillful that you can that you can use because nobody will – the league will not find a way to pay you 20 and you 20 on both ends. They're just not going to pay two receivers $20 right. million dollars to keep these guys on the field. And that's going to be challenging. Nick L. asking, Dez or Antonio, if you had to choose? Well, I'm not Antonio. bringing A.B. here. Antonio. A. Without a. a doubt. Antonio. Yeah, I take Antonio over Dez. Without a doubt. Antonio Brown? Without a doubt. Uh, Antonio. I'm assuming Antonio. Antonio, take my shirt off, give you the finger, leave in the middle of the game. Hell yeah, Brown. Without a problem. Over Dez Bryant? Yeah. Boo, remember I told you this last year? We need stars. <laughs> we need players. We need divas. We need dudes that can effing ball. And Antonio can ball. You know he can ball. He has so you much baggage that I he brings. That bring man is off the wall. Load up a U-Haul and bring his ass here. You need ballers. <laughs> ballers win championships. We, didn't, we said the same thing. OBJ goes to the Rams. They won a championship. Von Miller, definitely a diva. Won a championship. You bring, Antonio is a you little need, bit more than a yeah, diva. Antonio you Brown need, is like eight levels off Y'all need to stop he's it. He's a loose cannon. stop it. He's not a loose cannon. You know what you're getting when you get him. But you know you... Well, then why did he get? He literally no, took his jersey off and no, he had off reasons. Them. He had reasons. <laughs> and left. He had reasons. Oh, I don't. No. I don't mind that. Look, I want ballers. <laughs> Trust me. I, I'll. I, I'll suck it up. I'll deal with it. It's his fine. Let him take the fine. But if it's only in house, he didn't go across the hall. He didn't go across the field and kick the coach in the, in the woo-ha. He didn't. He just, it's what <laughs> happened on our sideline. So if Kingsbury can handle it, then or if anybody else on the team can handle it, you know, right? I mean, that that's that's a foul. But to leave us in the middle of the game, y'all are right over there. <laughs> that could be save that video right there. Save that one. But yeah, I want I want I want A B over any other. Give me A B, O B J. I'll take both of those head cases here at the Cardinals. I'll take them. I'll love them, and I will let them do what they're gonna do because I need them to show up on. She's crying over there. She's literally Sorry, crying. Man. She's literally crying tears, <laughs> laughing fine. tears. But Everything's fine. Slide. Look, Harbaugh would take him. 
No. And we're wouldn't. not talking, we're not talking about Harbaugh. No. I got to go with it, but he wouldn't. And the reason why is because he needs control. At some moment. Which Harbaugh are you even talking about? His dad. He's not talking about the one that's coaching right now. I know he's not. All right. right. Anyways, moving but, yeah, this is focused. Like he, <laughs> I take AB without a heartbeat because I know for a fact that I got to know what I'm getting, but I got to know that if I feature him for amount of plays and give him a chance to do what he's supposed to do, incentivize the hell out of the guy. And that's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. They gave him, they gave him incentives. Oh, yeah, I would definitely, for sure. And so, but sure. when he came to a moment to, to reach those incentives, it almost felt like he felt like he wasn't going to reach those incentives. And that's when he threw the tantrum. And so I get that part. That That's that's the baby. Oh, that's like, the kind of guy I want, no, for sure. But I'm saying, yeah. but once you incentivize the guy, you say, hey, we're, we're going to make sure you get you get, you get get 12 targets, or, you know, 12 targets, whatever, in the next two games. You got to make sure the guy gets those targets. I don't care if it's a one-yard hitch or if it's a flipper. But you got to make him happy at some moment because the talent level is there. That just there. sounds like a lot of work. It's not a lot of work. It's, you want to win? Winning is a lot of work. It's harder when well, you have average players. Well, then why don't the Cardinals go get him? They could, they, they could get him now. Look, I know nobody wants A.B. We got Andy Isabella. That's A.B. <laughs> well, why? It's, 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 look. That's A.B. Well, how does the, how do the two even compare? Andy doesn't even see the field. Thank you. That's why I want A.B. Get Andy Isabella off the court, off our field, and off our contract <laughs> so we can use the money. To bring in a player, you need players. I will say, I ran into Andy last night, and um, I am still his biggest fan. That's fine. I he's a great dude. He's a great him. dude, and he needs to go somewhere else so he's that he can play. Yeah, I don't I've know. Why he's still on the, I don't even know why he's even on the roster. I don't know either. That's the why. The why is he even on the roster? Like when you're holding up a space, don't let this guy be the guy that's holding up a space. And for whatever reason, Cliff got a love affair with him. It makes no sense that he's still on the roster, and we can talk about it. Andy Isabella on this team. With the amount of talent we brought in, we'd have brought in, we brought in, we've got two other second round receivers far better than him, and he's still here on the roster. Why? And we let go Christian Kurt. I'm sorry. I would imagine that Andy it's, at this point is is wanting a trade, or as as this is just my thought. I I would think that Andy is saying, like, I want to, he's a competitor, and I think that he has a chance to find some some time on the field elsewhere. And I would think that he has had a conversation at some point. No, what are you laughing at? Great Andy, the Patriots. Yeah, nah, I'm sure Josh, he'd be. Josh said coaches don't have hoo hoo. That's why I was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I can't believe Frank said that. <laughs> oh my god, I was in tears. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a severity of the foul. Sorry, Josh. Good one. <laughs> oh goodness. Andy Isabella is. Anyway, you would think that he he would have asked for a trade by now. I'm wondering gone. why yeah. he's still on the roster. Still. Nick's right. He's, I mean, he's CFL at best right now. I, I just don't see the greatness Aww. of what he's doing. Aww. He's not that bad. He's not yeah. CFL. Yeah. Yeah. Look, here's, let's, let's stop. <laughs> you got enough. You have enough time to figure out if you're ready for this level in this league. He's here because of Cliff, bottom line. Statistical numbers, whatever he's been able to do in college, he was great in college, what he was able to do there. He got here and got exposed. Now we're now we're caking him and we're ba- we're, we're babying him. No, it's time to move on and find somebody else that we can bring in. This year in a, in our undrafted class, they got four. Um, they went and got four receivers that they brought in, and three of those guys are like they're they're over six feet tall and they're talented. Like what they've been able to do produce in college was pretty good. Not good enough to get drafted, but good for us that we went out and got four guys that we can bring in potentially that can compete and add something to our to our depth. I like what you said there. I appreciate you joining us, Frank. Are you kidding me? I, lo- I love the energy here. That's when those other guys. Is <laughs> we, like we 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 intentionally moved the show to Friday because Friday just has better vibes. Yeah, much and better vibes. we really like to have a good time on the show. We, we should. I'm, yeah. I'm. I, I like it. You're welcome to pop on by anytime on Fridays. Anytime on Fridays. Anytime on Friday, time. Frankie. At this same time. One thirty. Well, any any Friday, you're welcome to pop on by at this time. Not anytime, this time. It's always at this time. Okay. Well, <laughs> at this time on the show. You crushed it. Your debut was amazing. Mac, you want to close us out here? Suns in four. Suns in four. Um, yeah, the Dallas Mavericks are getting swept by the Suns. Um, I'll put money on it right now. Just kidding. Well, yeah, actually, maybe I will. On the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Thank you, especially to the people in the comments for watching along with us. We love to include you in the show. It's the best part of the show. If you haven't signed up for a PHNX membership yet, go over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a member. You can get your first cents for first month for just 50 cents, or you can get an annual membership and also get a free t-shirt from the PHNX locker. We have a ton of cool designs. We've got this deep 
D-back shirt right here, and then the sun shirt right here. They're awesome. And that new goat shirt. And the new goat shirt. Make sure you go pick up that new goat shirt. Today is the start of the WNBA season, and we have a goat shirt in the PHNX locker right now. That is my favorite shirt we've ever made. It's so sick. So definitely go over to the phnxlocker.com and pick that up become a member you get access to a bunch of cool stuff like our members only discord that we are all in talking to you whenever you want to talk to us and um if you don't have plans for the suns game tonight head on down to the ainsworth we're doing our game three watch party there so you can hang out with us we're doing a live pre and post game show and uh, we'll be watching the game at the ainsworth as well so if you don't have plans come on down and uh once again thank you all for watching we love you all so much and we will see you next week have a good weekend bye Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.